Greetings, I am Nidhi, a family doctor. Having practiced in a variety of settings, different countries, rural and urban environments has given me the privilege of caring for many patients and sharing important moments of their lives. This podcast tells us of the lessons learned from these stories, the thoughts provoked, emotions generated, as well as a hope that I can create an understanding of actions and lead a path towards kindness. This episode is recorded by a guest speaker. An ultimate loss. The year 2020 has brought devastation and grief to many, but I never imagined it would make me face my worst fear and nightmare. I have been in the US for more than 25 years, but India never seemed far away. I used to travel quite often, sometimes even twice a year, to meet my folks and siblings back home. Mostly, it was fun and vacation times, but as parents grew older, I was able to be by their side in no time whenever they needed me. The pandemic, however, changed everything. I cannot begin to express my feeling of helplessness and despair, being stuck in a lockdown 3,000 miles away when my mother needed me most. Over the years, my parents spent significant time in the US living with us watching their grandkids grow up. Mom would bond with kids over Indian TV shows, stories from India and home-cooked food. They got to spend alone time when kids came back from school while my wife and I were out at work. While mom missed her children in India, she lavished her love on my wife whom she cared for just like another daughter. She developed a deep bond with our friends in the community too, meeting them during summer gatherings, laughing and chatting away with neighbors and their visiting parents. When one saw her smiling face, it was hard to imagine her physical pain. My mother had COPD and she had been an asthmatic patient for the past 30 years. She had multiple other chronic medical issues for which Physical therapy was the only option and she had been living with pain for a long time. In 2019, she suffered pneumonia and needed to be hospitalized for a week. It took her four months, but with her grit and determination, she got mobile again using her walker. By the end of that year, she recovered enough and wished to go back to India. We were apprehensive due to her health, but India is her country. She felt she belonged there and wanted to spend time with my siblings and their children back where she always considered her home. It was early February and there wasn't much news about the looming virus. We traveled to India and did not see any impact anywhere at the airport or in the cities. After settling them down with a full day home healthcare provider, I returned back to the US. It was early in March and news about COVID had just started coming in. But it wasn't a pandemic yet. The situation deteriorated quickly and a full lockdown was announced in India around the third week of March. No one was allowed outside their house other than for essential services like milk and vegetables. My parents, being elderly, had to rely on the healthcare giver to bring in essentials when she came in every day. We were worried but did not panic and like almost everyone, we thought this was temporary. However, due to strict COVID lockdown mandates in India, unlike the US, 
my parents were stuck at home. Worry loomed low due to concern for her health, especially since her caregiver commuted daily from her house. Strict sanitation guidelines ensured an uneventful initial lockdown period. But after about two months, my innermost fear became a reality and my mom got a fever. It was a low-grade fever, but it persisted for four to five days. I was in touch with a primary care doctor in the U.S. who, knowing her history and condition, continually recommended her to be admitted to a hospital. Then, one night mom's condition worsened. She hadn't been eating and the fever was persisting and her oxygen levels were low now. My sister, who lives locally, secured what we thought was a guaranteed spot in a hospital. But admitting her was an absolute torture. On reaching the hospital, they were told that only certain hospitals were designated by the government to take in patients with COVID-like symptoms, so they refused to admit. My sister then rushed to a designated COVID hospital, but they refused as well because she didn't register a high enough fever when they tested. It was extremely frustrating to see my mom shunted from hospital to hospital all night with no medical support during transport. The entire family spent the night ill at ease, completely distraught and fearful of a worst outcome. We got mom an at-home COVID test the next day. Fortunately, the test came back negative and only then was she admitted to an ICU at a hospital. But all this had caused an alarming delay of 72 hours when she had been without the much-needed hospitalization. Normally, it would be less than those 72 hours and I would be by her side. But that was not to be. Flights were not allowed into India as the entire country was locked down. Where my heart pined to be with her, the only way to contact was by phone or video calls. My days and nights all melded together as I navigated some moments of hope followed by helplessness, frustration and anger. Why did it have to be this way? Why didn't I force her to stay here in the US a bit longer? We would be stuck, but at least I would be with her. I wish no one else has to go through such agony. Continuous care in the ICU and close coordination between the Indian doctors and her primary care doctor here in the US helped her get better. One morning, she even called for my dad. He was allowed a visit, but due to his age, they were together only for a few minutes. She asked about the whole family, tearing up, realizing that my other siblings or I couldn't visit due to COVID. Her condition was improving and doctors were planning to move her out of the ICU into a private room at the end of the day. We were all delighted and hopeful of a recovery. Unfortunately for us, that was not to be. All of a sudden, her numbers started deteriorating and she stopped responding to external stimuli. The doctors suggested a ventilator. After a lot of deliberation within the family, we reluctantly agreed for the ventilator support, but her condition didn't improve. I was stuck a million miles away, unable to go, but so were my siblings due to the city and state lockdowns. All around, there was a feeling of despair and utter hopelessness. The many multi-hour day-night conference calls within the family provided the much-needed calming and therapeutic effect for us to work through our anxiety together. Though none of us were willing to accept the inevitable, we knew deep down that her moment had arrived. The doctors were waiting and watching, 
not expecting much of a positive turn. Then, one morning early June, she was no more. The next few days were like a trance for me. My elder sister got special permission and was able to come for the funeral. I was deprived of that and had to attend remotely. For the next week or so, all siblings got together on daily calls to moan and reminisce all the times we had spent with mom. The hardest part for me was being so far away at the time when all I really wanted to do was be there. During those difficult days of grief, I got a lot of strength and support from my family and local friends. They stopped by every day of that week, visiting us outdoors with comforting words and thoughtfully even bringing food. So our family here would not have to worry about that. For our customs, we performed special prayer here in the US for her soul to rest in peace, as this was also her home. That prayer gave me some sense of closure. After about a month when travel restrictions eased a bit, I was able to visit India and perform her remaining rites, at which time grief made way to acceptance. Time has passed since this happened, but I still feel the loss and pain of not being by her side during her final days. I try to find some solace in a ritual that I have created on my own. I visit the home temple that we built on her behest and have a conversation with her there. Closing my eyes, I see her bright and cheerful face bringing her right back to me. When I tell her of all the daily happenings in and around us, just like we used to before.